listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today, we're going to be talking about sales mindset and mindset in general, the power that it brings to your life and how you're going to be more effective if you're spending the time focusing on that. And to do that, we have with us Townsend Wardlaw, unless you've been living in a bell jar, everybody who's got access to LinkedIn should know who Townsend is. But Townsend, for those who don't, would you do us the pleasure to just give us a little intro? Well, I think I think I think of lately. I just call myself the LinkedIn terrorist. But, uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I, I have I have been on a tirade on LinkedIn. Uh, um, and and actually, I'll I'll go my background in a second. But interestingly enough, as of this year, I'm I'm pretty much off LinkedIn. I mean, I still have a profile. I still intend to post, you know, just kind of articles and obviously sharing your stuff. But I uh, I made a conscious decision that I just I don't have the the sanity, I guess. To engage all day long with uh, with the craziness that's going on on LinkedIn these days, but uh, I guess the, the the Cliff Note story is I I had a I had my first real 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 job if you will when I was 27. I kind of goofed around and, and and raced bicycles and worked in the bike industry till then. Um, at some point, I woke up and said I need to make some money, and and as I like to say, <laughs> thus being unqualified for anything else, I, I entered a career in sales, which I think is how a lot of people do it. And in six, six and a half years, I think it was, I, I probably set the land speed record from, you know, rolling burritos on the weekends to uh, being a VP of sales for a Fortune 500 company, making a ton of money. But I hated it. I just, I just hated the corporate world. I, I, I woke up on a Sunday dreading Monday. So I started my own company uh, to do, at least at the time I thought it was sales consulting, et cetera. This was, gosh, circa 2002. And ran that for about nine years until the second financial uh, downturn and my own uh, naivete as, a, as, as an entrepreneur killed me, or killed my company anyway. And since 2009, I've, uh, you know, when I shut down the company, I've been living the, the glamorous and relaxing life of a, of a solo consultant who, who seeks to serve <laughs> mostly glamorous and rising yeah. <laughs> but but mostly what I've spent a lot of time doing is trying to serve uh, founders CEOs of, of companies principally in the you know I, I think of it as the one to ten million dollar death zone right you get to one million dollars as a company you throw a big party you get an office and you're excited and then you go holy crap this is really hard and gets expensive so I help entrepreneurs who are in there. Uh, somewhere in that range, and are stuck. You know, figure out how to really move from entrepreneurial selling to professional selling, and have a process and structure and accountability and all that, all that bothersome stuff. <laughs> and so, when we were talking about topics for the day, we talked. You know, you and I met actually when you were doing some of the process sales process consulting and stuff. Yeah. And so now there seems to be a shift. We've been talking about mindset. Help me understand how you went from or what the realization was. That okay, the process, you know, being the ninja at the process and stuff is all great, but the real impact is is that shift in mindset. How did that? How that light bulb come on for you? Yeah, well, it was, it was probably a series of dim and dark and dim and dark. But I, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I always say that that my my brand and and really what I care about from a sales process standpoint has always been built on what I call the exactly how. Right, I'm somehow screwed up in the head and and I'm wired for just being absolutely. Uh, I'd say passionate, but really it's obsessive about how do you do things, right? So I think a lot of the problem with sales process, sales training, you know, sales methodology is 
there's a lot of arm waving and a lot of you know broad strokes and and I've really you know for the past gosh at least decade been fixated on creating processes tools methodologies workbooks whatever that give people the you know it's like it's like you know a cookbook right a cookbook doesn't say yeah lasagna you sort of take some pasta and some sauce and you know it's step by step <laughs> so so i've really loved doing that and and i've combined that with my practice of you know helping these companies in that area i was talking about so throughout that that journey i had the chance to work with a lot of great companies a lot of talented people and what I kept coming to was sort of the realization that even with the right environment and the right process and the right, you know, raw set of capabilities, people still hit a wall, right? There's still something that is preventing them from reaching this, this, this other level. Now you kind of, uh, you kind of parallel that, that realization with the fact that in, in 2009, I shut down my company, uh, went through divorce, went through bankruptcy, you know, went to the hospital because I was so stressed out. And that really became this journey for me of, man, I got to get my life together. I got to figure out how to live life better and, and was doing a lot of stuff for myself with respect to, you know, where's my head at? Uh, you know, what's my mindset? What's my purpose? And, and, and have reached out and found a lot of really good, you know, call it, call it mentors or methodologies or whatever for how do you expand the power of the mind? Right. And there was, I don't know, probably, I don't know, uh, I want to say it's probably first time six, seven years ago, I had a, a one individual that I was um, coaching, right? Now, this person had been coaching. I've been working with them for, for a couple of years. And if you look down from the outside, right, intelligent, articulate, handsome, you know, all the right uh, raw materials, he'd been working with me for two years really intensively. So it would be hard to argue that he was anything other than, you know, a, an absolute black belt, you know, ninja level sales guy, right? He was phenomenally talented and we would, you know, do preparation. We would do role playing and then he'd get on the phone and I'd come back and do a debrief of the conversation. And, uh, it was awful, right? <laughs> we would hit the objectives. He, he would literally just, just, just collect, you know, it, it, it wasn't working. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, you got a Formula One race car and Mario Andretti and the guy keeps coming in last. You're like, something's wrong. So long story short, he was out of town. He came in into the office one day in Denver and he had three calls planned that day in the office. There were going to be phone calls. And, you know, we'd done all the prep and, and, and we had actually blocked about an hour to prepare, you know, for these calls. And typically that meant role play. Typically that meant, you know, what are you going to say? What are your objectives? You know, the usual sales coach BS, right? And I said, well, let's, let's try something different. And I actually walked him through an exercise that I had, you know, put together, you know, for myself really. And this was what I call a fear hunting exercise for lack of a better term. It's let's see where fear is showing up to impede or create resistance in your life. Right. And I'd never literally never done this in a sales exercise. It's always been personal stuff. So we started with, you know, what's showing up for you emotionally you know, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, emotions, sensations, et cetera. And literally took that all the way through the story fear was telling him about what was going to happen on these calls, what might happen that was bad, uh, how I would react. I'll, I'll, I'll spare you all the details, but for him, when you push the story all the way to the, you know, the deepest, darkest corner, what was showing up for him was this was the first of many events that were going to lead ultimately to him being back on the street, selling insurance door to door where he was supposed to be right 10 years ago. And we cleared that 
and he was, I mean, I could, you could like see this, this absolutely, you know, visual difference in him. I left the room. I came back, you know, about an hour later because he was starting the calls. And I sat there with my jaw open as he proceeded to go through, you know, three of the most powerful sales calls I've ever seen anybody do. And these were, these are not with, you know, some low level person. These were with CFOs and CEOs. And he, he was able to access all of his capabilities, all of his facilities, all of his intelligence, because there was nothing getting in the way. So I, I think maybe some people out there are going, this is kind of a weird, weird interview. But that's, that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was really the first time I said, wait a minute, there's a, there's a whole other level here. If I can help people, you know, for, for years my whole shtick was, let me give you better tools, better capabilities, right? And I, and I still believe that's an important foundation, but this was like my first, holy crap, if I can help people have more complete access, you know, more, 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 just more access to all that they already have, they can accomplish more than they ever thought they could. So kind of a long-winded answer, but that, that's really where this all started. Well, I mean, and you're talking about, I mean, that, that's a, it's a powerful story, right? Because the fear that we all live with, the question, first question becomes, are you even aware of it? Yeah. Like, are you even aware of the things that are getting in your own way? And, and yeah. we see it, I mean, I see it a lot when I work with clients with the prospecting stuff. People are just scared of the phone. Yeah. They're scared of the rejection, right? That's one of the first places you can actually like point at it and they go, oh, yeah, there's fear there. But there's yeah. a hell of a lot more yes. uh, that goes into that, that goes into understanding where fear plays a role in your life that drastically impacts your success, yeah. whether it be sales or any other, any other role. Anything. Yeah. Well, I want to be clear. When I talk about fear, right, I'm talking about not just the emotion of being scared, but I'm talking about what I think of as the force of fear, right? Uh, the deeper, darker you know, monster that lives within, within all of us, right? And fear is the force. How fear manifests itself in our head is actually the emotions. And that could be anxiety. That could be, you know, nervousness of picking up the phone. But it can also be anxiety. It can also be uh, anger. It can be jealousy. Any negative emotion, in my, in my view, right, creates resistance to being in the moment, as some would call it, right? I call it on my center point. Um, my coach calls it you know, on your red dot, you know, kind of like you go to the mall and you're looking for Macy's and you have to start with the map. And what do you do? You go, OK, well, oh, you are here. Right. So right. It, what fear really does is take us away from or tries to move us away from the moment. What's going on? What is happening? And tries to take us to memories of what have happened. Right. Well, remember, you screwed this up last time. Right. Or what could happen? Well, if you screw this up, then this, then that and the other thing. So it, it's so pervasive in our lives. And, you know, if, if you ask somebody, what percentage of the time, you know, do you walk around life just at peace, right? Not, you know, not high-fiving everybody, but certainly not activated with negativity, angry at a driver, pissed off at your spouse, worried about your kid in school, you know, whatever. It turns out it's a pretty small percentage, right? We spend so much of our time, right? And then here's the other funny part, right? Something happens. Uh, you screw up a call or a driver cuts you off or your boss makes you mad or, you know, whatever. And, and not only are we penalized in that moment with all that negative energy, we don't have to process it. It could be hours. It could be days where we're getting over it. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a real kind of what I would call fluffy granola, grunchy, you know, granola, crunchy, you know, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a pretty kind of hard nosed salesperson, but if you think about it from a pure you know, think about it from, a, from an overhead, you know, operating system overhead of a computer, right? If all of this energy is constantly running 
to deal with the stories that are going on in our head about what happened, what's going to happen, et cetera. In the moment, we have very little energy to actually apply to whatever we're doing in that moment, whatever we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And it's what you realize is, holy shit, I'm spending so much energy, you know, so much overhead just trying to get through the day. No wonder I'm exhausted. Right. So imagine if you could like literally clip all that extra energy spend and you're sitting there instead of running at, you know, 85%, 90% CPU just to, just to get by all of a sudden you're like 5% CPU and all the rest of it is actually for the processing power of the interaction you're having, the sales call you're on, the conversation you're in, the you know, you know the interview you're doing, whatever. Well, and it all goes back to I mean, the people buy from people. So if you're absorbed with the negativity, right? People sense that whether you're whether you're, you know, putting it out there or not. <laughs> yeah. People people tune into that. It's almost yeah. you know, my mom yeah. used to call it the hum, right? That person yeah. hums weird, right? Their vibrations off. It's a little maybe too touchy-feely for me, too. But no, I, at, at the end I, of the I day, people, that, yeah. you know, it's out there. People will tune into that. So if you approach someone authentically and, and from a positive place and completely in the moment, completely there, that's a hell of a lot more powerful than, like you said, if, you, if you've got 80% of yourself processing yeah. crap that you're telling yourself. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting you bring that up because one of the things I think about a lot is that for years and years and years, my – my mode, for lack of a better term, of trying to help people, right? So, so my intentions have always been positive. I want people to get better. I want people to sell more, to earn more, to feel better, whatever, right? So my intentions are positive, but in the moment, right, in that interaction, I was in judgment of them. They are broken, needing to be fixed. They aren't doing it uh, right. You know, I need to make them, you know, show them how to do it better. So, so the fundamental dynamic, regardless of your uh, of your, you know, orientation towards them, even if you're trying to trying to be helpful, is non-acceptance, right? It's judgment, it's blame, what have you. Now, for years, you know, I could go into a room, you know, I, I, I had no problem, as, as I know you don't, go into a room of 20, 30, 40 seasoned sales folks and go in toe-to-toe with them, right? right. And I could push, and I kind of, I'm, I'm moving my hands and I, as I think about it, but, you know, I could use my energy to convey, to push to them, what it is, you know, I thought they needed to know to improve, whatever. Well, that works. The problem is it's limited by, you know, how strong you are, to use kind of a metaphor. Uh, the other thing is it's, it's exhausting, right? Uh, I've come out of training sessions. I've come out of working with teams where we got where we needed to be, but I feel like I got hit by a truck, right? right? Yeah. And, 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 and one day, you know, probably, probably around that same time, I'm like you know, I'm drawing the stick figure on the board. I had two people. And I kind of drew this, this arrow of me pushing the other. And I was like, what would happen if I flipped that around? What would happen if I started with zero judgment that they're not doing it right and absolute, absolute acceptance that where they are is where they're supposed to be, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip this to, to actual selling in a minute. But at least for the metaphor of training, what this allowed me to do was to help, which is what I wanted to do, vastly more people at a much less cost to my own energy. Now – Let's take this, you know, down to the selling area because I know a lot of your, your listeners are salespeople, sales leaders. Think about how we wake up every day, right? It's we have a product that solves a problem. I know our customers have it. We have to find them. We have to tell them it's a problem. We have to convince them it's a problem and get them to change. Dude, that's exhausting, right? <laughs> and it creates resistance, right? Because if I push on you, right? Well, you got to push back, right? That's that's the law of physics. Equal opposite reaction. 
if from a mindset standpoint, we actually woke up and said, you know what? I'm not trying to solve a problem for somebody who's broken. I have a solution that could help somebody if they wanted to achieve something, right? And the chances of that person opening up, sharing with me, being really, really, you know, open and intimate about what's going on, drop exponentially based on the degree to which I'm trying to find a problem, right? So it's almost like this weird paradox. If I go looking for a problem to solve, people hide it, right? And, I, and I, I, I've practiced this in real life. When I, when I walk into a client and they go, well, how can you help me? You know, my, my answer is typically, uh, you don't need to be helped. You're fine where you're at. You're actually here. You made it. You're not dead. Um, maybe there's someplace you want to be. Let's talk about that, right? I'm not looking for a problem trying to push something on. I'm, I'm starting from certainly the mindset of, but also all the behaviors that say, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. There's no other place you could be, which sounds really simple and basic, but what it does is it creates an environment where the other person is drawn right by that acceptance to say, well, actually, let me tell you what I'd like to do better, what I'd like more of, what I'd like less of, et cetera, which is the essence of solution selling, right? I can't solve a problem that the prospect doesn't believe they have. Right. How, how much energy do we as salespeople typically spend just trying to convince them they have a problem, right? Think about how SDRs call up, how salespeople call up. Hey, I'm calling because you need this and blah, blah, blah. You're literally creating the resistance that is wearing you down, right? And that, that whole mindset, and then there's obviously process behind that and technique behind that, but it really starts with mindset of not waking up thinking, you've got to go convince people they have a problem and then solve it for them. What if you actually woke up and said, you know, I'm going to talk to business people who have somehow made it through their life, who have had success, you know, they, they get themselves to work, they put their pants on, their shoes and all that stuff. So wherever they are, right, is, is okay. Yes, maybe there's something better, but you don't start to make friends and you don't certainly start to create conversations by walking around telling everybody, you know, this is your problem. You need to do this better. This is wrong, right? If you start by saying, wow, let's talk about what's going well, right? It's amazing what come back to you, come, comes back to you. Well, and that acceptance, right? That that ability to accept, because I think everybody does. I mean, we're, especially we're, especially if you look around today, there's a lot of judgment going on, right? Yeah. And everybody does it in their day-to-day lives. Sometimes, again, they're aware of it or you're not. But if you approach somebody with acceptance and no agenda other yeah. than, hey, this, you're, you're, we're where we need to be. We're both sitting here having a conversation. <laughs> where do we both want to go from here? That's yeah. a lot more powerful than, hey, did you realize that every other CFO in your space is losing their job because of X, Y, and Z? You know what I mean? Trying to right. solve a problem down their throat. That just instantly pushes them back on their heels. It doesn't yeah. make you their friend. But, um, yeah, you're right. But, unfortunately, that's what oftentimes marketing is telling us is our value proposition, right? This is our messaging. You know, we're, we're, we're told we have to go find stuff or we're going to be in trouble, right? And so it becomes harder and harder for us to trust Right. That just talking to people and, you know, getting to know them and having a, a conversation about the stuff they care about will yield openings. Right. And this gets back to the concept of fear. I want to go out and just have a conversation with somebody. But fear tells me, well, but if the conversation doesn't go the right way, well, then you won't close a deal. And then what happens? If you don't close a bunch of deals. You are gonna get fired or you'll go out of business or, you know, people think you're stupid or whatever. One of the reasons I, you know, I said I, I'm kind of withdrawn from LinkedIn is because. It's been a great experience, you know, particularly last year, learning to drive traffic and, and kind of doing a lot of stuff with that. But it is such a rife environment for, uh, I'll, I'll call it non-dialogue, right? It's just people 
shooting opinions at each other, right? I'll put something up and say, hey, I have a real concern that, you know, the SDR function, by way of example, is, um, you know, losing its 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 uh, usefulness, right? It's coming to the you know sort of a diminishing returns curve of how effective it can be, and I you know it's a genuine concern. Well, sure enough, three people pop on and start saying, "You're an idiot. You obviously have never made cold calls. You know what the hell do you know?" And I'm human. I'm I'm not sitting here on a mountain, you know, burning incense and saying, "Om," right? I throw down. I get into it with them. No, you don't. I'm Townsend. I'm awesome. You need to know what I. I'm like, dude. I do not want to play that game. So. Yes. It's it really is something that is so pervasive in our world. This, you know, we stop having conversations very quickly, right? On LinkedIn, in the supermarket, on on the freeways, you know, we're all like squared off and ready to start, you know, throwing punches at a moment's notice. Well, and it's and you're right. It's it's and it's a weird. It's a weird situation, right? I mean, culturally, socially right now, things are a little bit uh, more tense than I can remember them being. Not that they haven't right. been tense before, but more tense than I I personally can remember in my 44 years. Uh, yeah. And then you, you put that into a sales situation where, you know, you start to see organizations where instead of doing, you know, forecasting for quotas and targets from the ground up, you have a board <laughs> who says, yeah. hey, yeah. Uh, I need 25%, go figure it out. And so then you're, you're totally putting together comp plans and targets that you know people aren't going to hit. So it's no yeah. surprise that the stats show you that only 53% of reps are hitting quota, right? And so then that, that just starts to feed itself. So the ability yeah. of the individual to have the power, yeah. the, the, the strength yeah. of character to put up those boundaries and say, no, wait, I'm going to accept the people that I'm working with. I'm going to accept the situation that I'm in and I'm going to look yeah. for a way to get to where I want to be rather than worry about how I got where I am. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I, one of the things that really, it kind of breaks my heart is you've got, you know, thousands, maybe tens or hundreds of thousands of sales folks who go home thinking they suck, right? I didn't make my quota. I'm not, I'm not getting it done. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I mean, talk about a canvas for fear to paint on, right? It's like <laughs> board, board, board set unreasonable quotas. You know, the CEO has to, has to drive it down to get their bonus. The VP of sales is afraid of getting fired, you know, and then the sales manager flogs you every week. You know, what, what did you do? And everybody from the top down is going, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to fail. I'm going to be out of a job. I'm going to never get another job. Everybody's going to hate me. You know, my wife's going to leave me, whatever. And it just, it, it's such a rife environment. And, and to be honest, it's, it's really difficult or can be difficult in that ecosystem, in that environment to return yourself to peace. Right. And that, that really is where I've chosen to spend the majority of my time now until, you know, hopefully I croak. And that is showing people that it is possible to be standing there you know, amidst all this craziness, all this stuff going on, all this agitation, politics, you know, economy, world, whatever, and to still find that spot that says, oh, I'm at peace. Like you can still have that. It doesn't, it has nothing to do with your circumstances, right? And that's, that's sort of, if, if I could have everybody here, like one thing is the biggest lie we're told is how we feel, right? Our mood, our mode, our emotions, depend on our circumstances, right? That's, that's the biggest lie we've been told because it's not true, right? You can be in any environment, any shitstorm, and find a way to return to peace. Now, it still may be unpleasant, right? You know, I, I'm not interested in being homeless or broke or whatever, but I know that peace is possible there. And from that place of peace, all your energy moves from trying to 
deal with the circumstances and, and just, just, just live in those circumstances to what am I going to do next that's going to you know, put me in, in the better place, right? And that, that really is, to me, what's important. It's just that reallocation of energy, right? It doesn't magically transform your circumstances, but it does give you a different set of tools and a different you know, mindset to go back to that word to say, okay, well, what am I going to do? Whereas well, it's most the power people of perspective. Yeah. It's the power yeah. of perspective. You it can is. shift your own perspective. But you're told, I mean, we're inundated all of the time with yep. all of this crap, right? Whether it be from job or you got personal challenges. I mean, I'm, I'm probably singing my own gospel because 2017 <laughs> just kind of really, yeah. if, it, if a year could have kicked me in the nuts, 2017 did it. But I yeah. mean, you, you have a choice every morning yeah, when you wake you up. And and that is a it is a powerful perspective. It's a powerful awareness to have, and I've seen it scare people too. It's terrifying, right? Because you know, imagine this: you wake up tomorrow, and you know for sure that you have you know the personal power to change your circumstances, change your your, your mindset. Well, for the first like thirty seconds, you're like, yeah, this is awesome, and then you go, wait. I got nobody else to blame, right? You're, you're, you're kind of screwed a little bit because <laughs> now everything is yours, right? And that, and that is the, that is the thing that, you know, I would say fear puts up as the biggest reason not to take that step, right? Because man, it feels really good to blame others to, you know, not take, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest, right? I, I do it. Uh, you know, I sometimes oh, I couldn't make that call because this happened or I'm feeling like this. And, and then you have to kind of go back and say, wait a minute, that, that's not true. I know that's not true, but man, it feels good sometimes to kind of pull that <laughs> they did this to me card, yeah. right? It's, it's, like, it's like, you know, it's like this, this amazing, uh, you know, special, special uh, addictive juice that we get from blaming others, from, from judging others, right? Because nothing feels better than saying, well, at least I'm not like him, right? And when you stop well, when you take away the ability to, 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 to point to anybody else or, or state a different thing, when you say, I own everything in my world, well, there's a lot of great stuff. But, man, there's, there, there's a big hill called, what am I going to do when I really want to point at somebody else and, and not have to take responsibility? Because that's <laughs> – <laughs> That, that really is fun sometimes. Let's right. be honest, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. do any self-reflection. You don't have to do any work. You don't have to admit <laughs> that you're flawed or you're not yeah. perfect. Or, I yeah. Mean, yeah. It, you're right. It's totally, extremely easy to point the finger. So, all right. So out of respect for time, if you were talking to sales reps today and you gave them, they wanted to know the three things that you thought were most important for them to understand to be able to shift their mindset, what would those three things be? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, first of all, it'll sound cheesy and then I'll get some other stuff. The first thing I want to say to folks is everything is going to be okay. Like literally everything's going to be okay. You know, and I, I sort of in my mind when you ask that, I'm, I'm picturing a lot of the, the younger folks are coming into sales because us old grizzled guys don't care anyway. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I see so much is this incredible pressure that's, that, that's put on them. They put on themselves to get it right. People like, well, you're, are you so successful? I'm like, you know why? Because I've screwed more crap up than you could possibly imagine. Like my my trail of wreckage and relationships and you know clients is is just it's amazing. So it's going to be okay. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. And then the last one is learn, educate, absorb. Right? Don't go into work every day and just do what anybody tells you. Right? You have to do that. They're gonna they're gonna say, okay, here's the script and go get the demo. That's fine. Do what your boss tells you to do, but allocate, I don't care if it's an hour a day, you know, or half an hour a day to 
reading blogs, read, you know, read my stuff, read your stuff, read Gary Vaynerchuk, read some, you know, floofy crap that I can, I can, you know, recommend to your readers, et cetera. But spend time absorbing other people's ideas because that's what's going to make the impact over time. Not social media, not, sorry, dialoguing and commenting and reading idiots like me on LinkedIn does not make you a smarter person, right? <laughs> it makes you a good arguer, right? So find people who have done stuff, people you don't, you know, you don't agree with and consume their stuff. So everything's gonna be okay. Make a ton of mistakes and stop beating yourself up about it. And then figure out how to just keep a constant queue of learning you can do. Get, get off social media, get off Instagram, get off Snapchat, all that crap. That is draining your energy and taking you away from now, right? All these social media outlets, they're not helping you. They are taking you away from this moment right here, right now, because this moment right here, right now is all there is, right? What your buddy's doing in, you know, Tibet or what somebody did on vacation last week doesn't mean crap, right? It's all about now. It doesn't, right? That so, next cat video is not going to change tomorrow. No, it doesn't. And it, it, it is it is like heroin. Like you just put it in your veins. Like, ah, oh, it feels really good, but doesn't do anything. So I guess those are my three. Excellent. So Townsend, if people are interested in getting in touch with you since you're not as active on LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah. what's the best way to get a hold of you to talk more about these concepts? Yeah, well, if you, it's kind of interesting. If you go to LinkedIn, I, I've changed my headline too. I think it says, so long LinkedIn, it's been real. <laughs> but, my, but, but my email's there and my email and how even my cell phone number is, is, in my, is in my profile, right? If there's something somebody needs or wants, shoot me an email, right? I mean, you can literally find it there. Um, my website is townsendwardlaw.com. That's pretty much all sales stuff. But I also do a lot of posting on, I don't know if, if your folks are familiar with Medium, but if you go to medium.com, there's actually uh, the Freedom from Fear Project is where I do most of my writing on there. But either way, just you know, hit me up on LinkedIn and I can point you to a bunch of resources, both sales. I literally have like hundreds of videos and articles and crap that's free. And then I got all this other newfangled new agey bullshit as well so <laughs> excellent with Townsend I can't thank you enough for taking time to be on the show it's been great thank you man appreciate it alright everyone that does it for this episode check us out at b2brevexec.com share the episode with friends families coworkers. continue to feed your head as Townsend says and until next time we at Value Prime Solutions wish you all nothing but the greatest success you've been listening to the b2b revenue executive experience to ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.